Oh, why? Oh, no. through bamboozled so we're just gonna go into it so uh dear listener if you're following the the plot line of our our own version of lost here the mythology uh i i i'm gonna predict our forgotten film here bad lucky goat is gonna provide a lot of whimsy and uh weird takes from either one of you (laughs) i don't know about happy death day because on the last episode we mentioned groundhog day and that's this is a groundhog day the the slasher film but i'll just say bad lucky goat i had not seen it and much like Flyboys, I believe Jared beat me to the punch and kind of gave me a weird <laughs> setup for it. <laughs> so, uh, Jared, go ahead and set the scene for us yet yeah, again. What, uh, what were the uh, the numbers for these two films? I'm ass- I'm assuming uh, with this one, there are some people that probably hadn't even seen Happy Death Day. It's not like it was a huge force, but it was number one when it opened. Happy Death Day, 70% from critics, 65% from the audience. Fifty-five million three hundred ninety-eight thousand on a four-point-eight million budget, so it uh, did gangbusters. Is that a little high for you too? I mean, I guess without full. That's into really it. high. On, I uh, mean, on the critic scale too. That's I'm kind of surprised on that on a slasher movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was. I won't go into it too much before we get into the discussion, but yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely set apart from most slasher films. But even then, I didn't think it would be a seventy percent from the critics, yeah, but yeah. they liked it. Um, bad lucky goat. No tomato meter at all on that one. I don't think any critic has. Uh, I'm sure they've seen it, but they've chosen not to speak on it. But the uh, the audience right here, Jerry. Yeah, the, the three got... only three that matter. Sixty <laughs> percent from the audience. A staggering three thousand three hundred and fifty dollars on a sixty thousand dollar Kickstarter budget. Oh, this was a Kickstarter movie. Yep, three grand. Uh, three grand. All right, the internet succeeds again, I guess. But <laughs> you know what? This is on uh, this is on Amazon Prime, so it was available to us, and uh, it came out the same day. Hey, film festival, darling. Year ago on uh, October thirteenth, two thousand seventeen, is what we're celebrating, I guess. Here, uh, gentlemen, which one do you want to start with the the mainstream film or the the forgotten film? I'll let Josh choose. I say you've uh, not done any talking this episode, so you go ahead. <laughs> This episode, I think I, I think I got it all out of my system last episode. Uh, oh, let's just dive right into Happy Death Day then. Okay. Oh, hey, you're up. Am I in a dorm room? Yeah, I folded your pants for you. Great. Dude, did you hit that? Oh, what? Don't show. 
Stop global warming. You sneaky little biatch. Maybe you should switch to water next time. Like, he was, like, an abusive father or something. And apparently it's just, like, 
no, mom's dead and it makes me sad to think about it, so I don't want to talk to you. And it's like, really? You're going to throw your phone away like when your dad calls? Yeah, it's a lot of build-up just for something to where, even if she said that in a phone call, he'd probably be very understanding. Like, you know, give yeah. each other space, whatever needs to be done. But mm-hmm. uh, this is a goofy movie where the slasher wears a baby face. Like, they, <laughs> I was watching this with my wife, and... Uh, I don't know if she had too many thoughts about it other than she's like, I don't think that mascot would ever exist. I don't think a college would be like, we're, that, the, we're that, the babies. Yeah. <laughs> that one, that's the thought. Came, I, I thought it worked as a mask. It's as creepy. A, yeah. Yeah. But I was like, if that's supposed to be a mascot paraphernalia, <laughs> what kind of school is this? I'll tell you what, would not happen today's time. Yeah, there, there are too many problematic choices there. What college kids could do with those heads and yeah, just, <laughs> just not happening. Uh, speaking of which, Jared, that's your cue. Oh, <laughs> problematic my things. Cue. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the movie was full of problematic things. It's just, that was my, my thoughts coming out of it. It was like, there's plenty of things that I actually liked about the movie and it was a fine enough movie. I had a good time watching it, but it's just, it's tremendously dumb. It, um, <laughs> I, well, like, I mean, I like the balance of that. Like, I had a good time with it for this tremendously dumbass material that I was forced to sit through. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's 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 a pretty movie. It's it's it it has its you know its thrilling parts in it, but it's just really dumb on how it um, how the story ends up. How I'm not going to spoil anything, but it's just essentially she goes through like you said this montage, and it's like, oh, the news is going to tell me what's actually. You yeah, know. there's there's a lot that just kind of falls into her lap, which I think I was giving the movie too much credit. I'm like, whoa, is there something? Is there something else to this curse or twist? Where it's like, is there someone pulling the strings that's like trying to get her attention to focus on? <laughs> no, it's just dumb uh, luck. On that Ron day. Howard. Yeah. Well, it was not. <laughs> now I'll 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 defend it this much. Oh, here with, we go. Oh, with, no, well. <laughs> I guess the knives would, out, Jared. Is, Be ready to jump on everything. No, I, I mean, I don't know if this is a good thing because, as you mentioned earlier, the mystery of it is pretty nice. But you know, much like because, like you know, much like Groundhog's Day, we didn't get any answer to why Bill Murray was reliving that day over and over. And uh, so, whether or not this is good news or bad news, I guess it just depends on whether or not you consider knowing the answer to the mystery good or bad but it is in post-production uh the sequel is in post-production and the uh the director yeah uh <laughs> the 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 director was on i guess because a lot of people were asking him, like hey you didn't explain why the loop happened or or, or the the mechanism of it he said he's like oh i i have all that figured out he said oh, and there's clues God. to it in this movie Kill me now. he said that the Kill sequel me. will explore that so well, there I, you go. I pause it i just looked this up because uh i i had not read down that far it's actually at the bottom of this paragraph a sequel happy death day to you to and then you. I, I have to. Wow, I, I, like, wow. I like the uh, the title going back to like too fast, too furious. I always love that. <laughs> love that. So kind of turn it on. I don't know if I need to answer that, but I do need to watch this movie with you all opening weekend, and we we may break a record of twenty four hours later. <laughs> on death day to you and something else presumably better that we watched that day, but uh, huh. Uh, I mean, horror movies always get sequels if they're uh, yeah. successful. And Jared, uh, what did you say? Oh God, what was the budget on this? And uh, four point eight million, so it more than ten times over its budget. So you knew, yeah, yeah it's going <laughs> to get. Uh, yeah. I do find that a little bit 
curious, but I guess it's one way to have a sequel, right, Josh? I mean, you can't just say another character is having another day. No, I'm, if, if they're doing a sequel, I'm quite glad that, from what I've read, it like picks up immediately after this film. And uh, even characters who, if, if we're trying to remain a little bit spoiler-free, characters who shouldn't necessarily show up in a sequel will. So that tells me that the time loop that happened in the first one is relevant. And uh, I don't know. It seems like a weird enough premise that I'm like, if it, if the the director, I'm sorry, I'm blanking on his name, Christopher Landon, um, if him and the writer have like a good direction that they want to take it, I, I think it's definitely possible of, to be something of interest. Uh, Our lead actress, uh, looking at this quote here, stated that while most horror sequels retread the original Landon's pitch and said elevates the movie from being a horror film into a back to the future type of genre film where the sequel joins us right where we left off. Jared, you laugh. I, I think that sounds fun. I think that sounds fun. I've got to go back and stop her from making that cupcake. Well, I mean, you're assuming that they take the dumbest route possible. No, and what, I mean, no, if whoa, they do, what would be the dumbest route? Cause for me, that could hmm. be also the best route where the opening scene is just like back to the future Two, where someone shows up in a car <laughs> <laughs> where we're going, we don't need roads. And you're just <laughs> going to your Tree, first kill. You're going to die. Get in the car. Uh, you know, some of the best things about this war Josh. He's already so defensive about it. <laughs> ooh, ooh. I don't know. You know, there's some of the best parts of horror movies is the fact that they don't worry too much about explaining it and the mythology of it. And they just worry more about the, the craft of the movie and the thriller aspect. And, hmm. Uh, you know, I don't disagree with you, but I guess what I would argue is, is that if you have an interesting enough premise that the, the the diving deeper into it is the story, then that can be interesting as well. Well, here's a question on that note. Uh, I'll toss it to you, Jared, and then Josh, you can or whichever one of you wants to go second, because whoever goes second gets to just attack the other one for what they just said. So I guess that's the bonus to, to going last. But <laughs> go ahead, Jared, you can go first. <laughs> Uh, we had uh, 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 2018s. We're recording this the weekend of uh, the new Halloween, which presumably I think is making all sorts of money this weekend. It's going to be yeah. number one. Yeah. Uh, and you know that's a franchise that's been around since, what, 78, I think? 78. It's my favorite uh, of, like, I guess. Stalker and slasher killers. Yeah, of the slasher genre. Halloween's my, my favorite. Yeah. But I say that as someone that <laughs> I, I love the first one. I never felt a desire to be like, I got to see Halloween 2, 3. Uh, and Jared is, as far as I know, is two got Jamie Lee Curtis in a continuation, but then the other yeah. ones do not other than, uh, I think H2O. H2O. <laughs> yeah. 20 years later. Yeah. Number two, she's in the, uh, I can't remember if it's, it's been a while, the hospital or the psych ward and he's just, he can't get enough. So he's got to go try and kill her in the hospital. So having not seen it though, clearly what the, the sequels with Jamie Lee Curtis are touching on is the continuation of, and they, yeah. they've, they're diving deeper into the, the family history, the connection between the two of them. Whereas, mm -hmm. uh, if memory serves, the first one, he's just like a, he's a killer from childhood. And then he comes yeah. back to his home and there's not some big dramatic connection. At least if you just watch the first one. Yeah, he's there's the no shape. connection. He's the shape. He is the embodiment of evil. He can't be stopped. <laughs> it's just, and there's no, there's no real other explanation to it other than he's just. And it, the the scary part is that this could just be any old dude that picks up a mask. There's no supernatural element to him. He takes six bullets and <laughs> still gets up. But you know, he's a big dude. 
Yeah. <laughs> you don't know if he goes. He just maybe just wanders <laughs> off to die by himself like an animal. <laughs> I don't know. That's my very sad version of Halloween. He just wanders <laughs> off to a tree. No sequel. He dies behind a dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> I guess um, the point I was trying, I'm trying to play the middle here where I'm saying, I think yeah. what works for the first movie is n- like, don't give me all this nonsense. You don't have to work that hard yeah. for just a simple premise. But I, I can see Josh's point where if you are going to make a sequel, I guess you have to have something else. You got to go a little bit yeah, further. Well, here, here's the thing uh, with Halloween, you're talking about, or any of those movies for that matter, you're talking about there being a killer and you're having to make leaps and bounds. Like, okay, we just pumped 20 bullets into him and he survived to the next sequel. Didn't oh, we cut his head off. Uh, he's alive again. Um, Don't like this, that. that the Died behind a dumpster, Josh. That's how it goes <laughs> well, on the record. Hey, uh, that would have been freaking awesome. You know, if that had been shot. <laughs> you imagine just a, a 10 minute sequence of him just groaning by himself, like a still camera, <laughs> just a still shot of the killer. <laughs> yeah, you could add five seconds onto the end because the end is just still shots of all these different things with him breathing, and then it could just be five seconds of him slumped behind. I, I like I like to think of it more like uh, Kurt Russell at the end of that uh, Tarantino movie, um, the, the stunt. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. When, when he gets shot and he just starts screaming like well, Michael Myers, <laughs> just screaming, she'll scream. Jared, you know how much I, I love the end of Death Proof. I love him crying and <laughs> pouring alcohol in his wound and screaming, spending an hour and a half building up this unkillable killer, and he goes out and fights. Oh, as he falls off the terrace. But the point I'm making about Happy Death Day is yeah. I forgot we were um, even talking about that. Still, we're on to our own made up the, movies. Well, the killer is nothing. That's nothing to do with the, the movie. You know, yeah, the, not really. the 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 catch of the movie is the time loop, which is more of a sci-fi or just fantastical element. So it only makes sense that if you are going to do a sequel, that <laughs> that that's what you're hinging upon is yeah. kind of going deeper into that. Because, I mean, the killer, I, I, I really don't see any point of keeping it spoiler-free here. But... um. You know, the roommate, the chick, the way she tries doing it, there's nothing special about that. It's just, again, it's the the, the mechanism of getting the time loop and figuring it out. And if there is a deeper reason as to why the time loop exists, which they claim there is, they claim that there's hints within this movie as to what it is. I personally think there's, it has something to do with her mom. There's that lost uh, fandom coming back. There's that hope. Can't help that it. They've got- can't help it. Can't help it. <laughs> I want it in the hatch, <laughs> but uh, you know, I I think that's worth exploring. But you know, we we really haven't even discussed like why we like or don't like this movie. For me, it was more or less that uh, it it didn't hang its hat completely on being a horror movie, and maybe that's a negative for somebody who's wanting that. Uh, it certainly isn't very grisly, you know, like the. A lot of the kills are kind of played for laughs uh, without being like it's a PG-13 movie, so it's not very gory or, or anything. But I, I enjoyed the fact that there was that premise there that kind of kept you hooked. Like, oh, well, I, it's a whodunit. It's a mystery. I, I want to know. I want to figure it out. There's a lot of standard tropes and cliches. Uh, some of the more unbearable ones being like the sorority sisters, how they're just like over the top Mean Girls, you know, I mean, you could have added Mean Girls in with the uh, Groundhog Day slash Scream 
uh, combination. I think some of the is. setup is a little awkward. Like some of the the foils, the heels, I guess, of Bill Murray's existence in Groundhog Day is that they're there for a festival. They're there for a big production. The whole town's shut down. It's like a holiday in that small town. And so you understand why he would yeah. run into certain people or why their their response to him, their cheerfulness is heightened because everyone's, you know, they're they're kind of catering to tourists. You know, this is their their time where everyone comes to their city. They put on a big production. Yeah, I mean, some of the stuff, like you, you mentioned the sorority leader where she's like stopping or saying, hey, we've got that big meeting, which is just like them sitting around like a table out you know, on campus, like having breakfast together, belittling one another. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. did is this? Did you? Why was this scheduled? Like, what? <laughs> and I don't know. I'm not. None of us, uh, other than maybe the nasty Hellcat, has spent too much time in a sorority house. But I don't know what the workings are of of that. But I I felt like okay, this doesn't feel like your average college day. Her waking up in some random dude's dorm and doing like the walk of shame. That felt like yeah. But then everyone she runs into, uh, e- even the roommate with the cupcake. Uh, thing. Um, I didn't find that awkward. Like I thought it was kind of funny when she hands it to her and she's like, "Oh, I'm late," and kept ignoring. Cause I, I like mean people, especially on film. Just like belittling <laughs> this random character. Um, it would have been better if the roommate was played by Stephen Tobolowsky. If it was Ned Ryerson. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, him and him and drag like Norman Bates is the roommate. <laughs> Would have been fantastic. Sixty-some-year-old man in a sorority house. Like, How much? I mean, roommate. I don't know. Obviously, there's a reason we're not successfully making films because I think if you give us too much time to deliberate, we're going to eventually go to nonsense that just brings down the whole house of cards. But have you ever seen a horror movie where they're playing it straight as far as the the characters you're following about who done it or who's the killer and there's one who's so obviously the killer that the filmmakers themselves are not even trying to hide it so like the idea of Stephen Toblowski as the roommate <laughs> in drag <laughs> and they're playing it like there's no other men playing women <laughs> and you're like that's so clearly <laughs> and they keep on whiffing yeah. on him being the killer just like of course it's not Christy Christy was asleep at 7pm <laughs> 60 year old man is playing an 18 year old girl trying to give her this cupcake how much better would the movie be though <laughs> Don't know yeah, I, think you just, I think you just pitched why sober uh sober cinema studios needs to exist i think i mean I'd, give us happy death day you know three or whatever whatever cute we'll name it we'll, we'll work on that we've got Toblowski though we'll get him on, uh, <laughs> yeah. on the show. Important. um i don't know i mean i think I think where I disagree with you, Josh, is uh, I think it was a fine first time watch, but watching again for this podcast and maybe the sequel will just go all out and tackle it. Watching again where I kind of knew the mechanics of it, uh, I found myself more disappointed with it. I'm like, man, this is a cool concept and you could have done a lot more here than what you're doing. And it feels kind of rushed, honestly. Like Jared said, the the luck and happenstance of this killer in the hospital room just seeing something on tv and passing and even the sure. setup the way she tries to deal with the security guard as far as how to kill him my wife is yeah. like, if this is the final day uh you just stole a gun off of a police officer and threatened him like you're going to jail like why do you want this to be the like the final day yeah here? yeah yeah uh, a lot of stuff not well thought out and uh they introduced something to the character where she gets hit and it's like she's getting brain damage from being killed so many times I didn't uh, like that. All, all all the injuries she gets from each death, she's maintaining like the poor form. scar tissues. So. I'm like, no, no, no. If she's got to relive it every day, let her maintain that superpower. <laughs> I don't want this to be like a video game where she only has so many lives. 
Didn't care for it, Josh. I want to see her driving off a truck with a rodent. I want to see all of that craziness. Well, allow me to say, first and foremost, I'm not like putting this movie on like a flawless pedestal because it's not. I bet you if I go to a Happy Death Day forum, I'm going to see LL Cool Josh somewhere (laughs) speculating about the time loop. Uh, No, I mean, I like this movie in, in terms of like if I, you know, if I had like some. If my kids were like teenager, right, right below teenager age, wanting to watch like a a movie at Halloween or something, I think this would be like a really fun movie to watch. Like it wouldn't yeah. be nothing that would damage them. It's fun. Uh, it's got a neat premise. It's still got some scares, you know. Uh, and it's not just by no means that I consider it a stupid movie. You know, I, I didn't feel like it was just insulting me by its sheer existence. So I, is it? I, I do thirteen. Uh-huh, it's a PG-13 movie. I was going to say, it yeah. feels kind of like a uh, starter slasher movie in a way. Uh-huh, Kind yeah. of in a good way. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, but no, the movie has its problems. I mean, one thing in comparison to, like, Groundhog Day is that they had the blizzard in Groundhog Day, so that kept Bill Murray, that took the excuse of, like, well, why don't you just, you know, fly 10,000 miles away from everything? Well, there's no, there's nothing, there's no trappings here. She could do whatever she wants. So they have to. I think that might be one reason why they have that montage is to kind of stop you from thinking about it too much. Like you know, you could, you really just get out of town and just nope. they <laughs> avoid all this. Year later, three middle-aged dudes were gonna go over it in <laughs> excruciating detail for our fifteen <laughs> listeners. <laughs> Ain't happening. Not in our watch. Jared, if you got any more negativity. Yes, sir. No, I've got it all out. We don't need to keep on uh, reliving Dude, this were, death day. You were totally uh, conceding the advantage to Josh of uh, getting to go last. You're just you're letting him kings to him on that. Well, his love of happy you know, death day. It keeps on replaying over and over. He's talked enough. I'm in enough misery. <laughs> so, <laughs> on that note, bad lucky goat. <laughs> Talk about your fun goat times, Jared. Go ahead. What about them? Fantastic bad lucky goat times. You did send a text. I think it was maybe in our group thread, and I was sort of lamenting how long the right stuff is. And so I don't mm. know if you actually enjoyed uh, bad lucky goat, or you're just talking about the the brevity of the film, uh, which I don't even know if it's ninety minutes. Uh, <laughs> a little bit of a, a little bit of b. <laughs> okay, but uh, Jared, explain to our listeners. This is our forgotten film. Mm. Well, what's the, what's the story of Bad Lucky Goat? <laughs> <laughs> what's the Nasty Hellcats version of what he watched? Um, two Jamaican kids uh, run over a goat in a pickup truck. <laughs> already laughing. Got me laughing already. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's the type of humor I like. Um, Is it specific and then they have... to Jamaican kids or the goat death? Or both? Goat death. Both. Well, yeah, either one. Um, and then they have to, uh, find a way to pay for the truck repairs. That, I mean, that's essentially <laughs> as the brevity of, uh, the entire movie. I mean, they go on their, uh, little whimsical trips with parts of the goat that they get butchered. Also hilarious. <laughs> yeah. It's a different point. I think they have the skin and they're left with the head. <laughs> Just carrying the head around Jamaica. Uh, they're not getting rid of the evidence. Oh, uh, that's for sure. Hold on. I got correct, Jake, here, because otherwise we're going to get tons of emails. Tons. Tons of angry emails. Literal dozens. (laughs) Come on, man. This is Columbia, Jared. It's not not Jamaica. I had no issue with Jared saying dozens. If we got dozens of emails, that would be like, what is going on? We have gone viral with our Happy Death Day 2 analysis. LL Cool Josh on this forum has posted this episode. (laughs) 
All right, Colombians, that uh, does that swing it one way or the other for you, Jared? That totally changes my idea of the movie. Oh, no, it's, you know, okay. Not appears racist now, so I'm, you're welcome. <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs> Thank you for correcting me. I, I feel like Columbia. you you, uh, you just called Jared racist to people who are listening that probably never will watch this movie and wouldn't have known one way or the other. <laughs> well, they need to know. Uh, these kids aren't too likable. I kind of I dug that. Oh, They're kind of know. like uh, normal, annoying, aggravating teenagers. Teenagers, I guess. I, I don't know. They're uh, they're not like particularly like cute or like quirky. They just seemed like a sort of lived in brother and sister. They're kind of like tired of being forced to like live with the other and deal with uh, their respective nonsense. Yeah, they kind of like screw one another over. Like in the simplest of moments when they could to show a little bit of kindness, you know, like or just be quiet. Harmon- they're, I mean, yeah. they're, they're quick on the draw to throw the other one under the bus, which makes this like a perfect sober cinema. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very true to life. <laughs> Although, who is the goat here? Uh, which one of us will die first and then curse the other two? Well, um, I say that's an I'll, easy. One, see, Jared it? would die first, but he wasn't seen <laughs> cursing us. <laughs> If I, I love, die first, I'm definitely cursing Jared. I love how quick you are to be like, well, of course Jared will die first. <laughs> Self-inflicted. <laughs> to get away from this. Now, Jared, <laughs> well, last time, you, yeah, I think you started the show talking about wanting to kill yourself. We actually got uh, tweets. Jason Michael. Yeah. <laughs> we had a nice Canadian fellow like write in like, uh, is everything all right? What's going on with Jared? It's a joke. Or is it? Not. <laughs> <laughs> I'll uh, I'll be positive. I, I I had fun with this. I don't probably like a Happy Death Day. It's nothing groundbreaking. You've seen these sort of day in the life things. Yeah. I've probably seen TV episodes, uh, almost very Seinfeld like about maybe one small thing that they do wrong and then they uh, just sort of multiply it <laughs> by trying to get out of the situation. Uh, I don't know if I've ever seen it from that sort of childhood perspective. These aren't like Larry David characters here, obviously, that are just like meant to antagonize people. And what I liked about it is you start off with these kids who are very unlikable to each other, and then they really try to hustle. They're very disagreeable with each other as far as how to get out of the problems they've made for themselves and their family by <laughs> you know, running over this goat and cursing themselves. But I... As simple as it is, I think I had fun just watching them. What was that? There was like a years ago, like a viral thing where someone like traded like a paper clip and then was like trying to see yep. what they could trade that there's, into. There, there's a, it's funny you would bring that up because that was the exact point I was going to make. But there was a, uh, it, it was a viral thing, and then like an actual like TV show on like I don't know A and E or something mm-hmm. where it was like they would compete each week to see like who could get, who could uh, the two these two guys would start out with a simple item and see who could trade up. So it was like, yeah, they'd start with like a paperclip and end up with like these a monster kids, truck or these something. Kids you know, start with a dead goat and then yeah, see what yeah. they can do. That, with that, that was my exact thought. Watching it's like, dude, I would pick that that kid any day to be on my team to help me trade up. He's he's got all the angles on how to use a goat. You <laughs> get the most out of it. That that being said, um, coming into this, I felt like I'm going to do a disservice. I hope maybe you all. Don't feel that way. And that all I can say is I enjoyed it, but there isn't anything groundbreaking here. So it's like, I feel like maybe that's the curse of being like, Jared, you said this is a Kickstarter film. I feel like indie films have to have something so quirky or strange about them to draw attention. Like they have to, you know, instead of just being enjoyable. It's like a, like the memento effect, like, you know, be a small budget film. And then you have this like 
uh, premise you can sell in one sentence. Like it's a film yeah. told backwards. And it's like, oh, okay, cool. I'm going to check that out. Uh, this one, two kids run over a goat and then try to trade <laughs> the flesh of the goat <laughs> to get them out of it. Uh, it doesn't sound very pleasant, but it is. It's actually a really like charming little movie. But it's yeah, there's nothing mm. about it that's like holy. Like you've got to see this. Uh, other than just saying this was a good uh, Amazon Prime watch and I enjoyed it. Well, you know when you come in with indie being in the uh, description of the movie, you have you know it's not going to have the bells and whistles that'll. You know, entertain you or distract you like a a big blockbuster will. So you you expect some sort of crazy twist, some sort of um, this this need to be like an eleven out of ten. Whenever you know, it's just a pleasant movie. It's it's fun. It's whimsy. It's a lighthearted movie. There's nothing wrong with that. But yeah, there is this sort of expectations like, well, well, what what crazy shit's going to go on with this goat or these kids? It's not like this... spoiler alert. The goat doesn't start like talking to them or anything. Really, it's not like they <laughs> they get into like. No. Uh, Peter Jackson territory with this dead goat. Uh, for the most part, it's treated pretty, pretty grounded. Pretty there, there's the the kid does have like a couple of nightmares as far as his belief that they are cursed uh, by this mm-hmm. goat. But other than that, it's uh, this could be. I hate to bring up uh, Wes Anderson because uh, one of our few listeners actually really hates Wes Anderson. But uh, the original Bottle Rocket, which is uh, still probably my favorite film of his, had that sort of grounded sensibility where it's these three idiots trying to like become bank robbers and they just seeing them work their way up to it. Like where they have to start with mm-hmm. petty crime. Uh, and you just see them like the plans they make of the day to day existence of like, here's how we're going to approach this. I felt that with this one. So um, I think Josh, I don't know if you, I feel like you said this on a previous episode that you're not, you're not normally as keen on like day in the life type movies. So what what did you think of this one? Yeah, it's, it just kind of depends on the, the film itself. Uh, I think sometimes that's an easy target for an indie film to be like, oh, we're going to be uh, artsy-fartsy here, and we're going to show you the day in the life of what it's like to be this person in this area. And uh, I'm certainly open to viewing that, but it, there still needs to be some sort of draw beyond just the <laughs> that sheer premise. This does a really good job of, like, it kind of gives you an idea of what a day in the life is like there just by— In Jamaica, you know, right? And apparently in Jamaica, I mean, these countries are all the same, right, Jerry? Uh, oh, Josh, you made the mistake of saying it, and I can edit it <laughs> edit out the right Jared part. Uh, but the even though the the plot is somewhat silly and and but fun and lighthearted, you're, you're still getting to see all these other characters. You're getting to see the the community they live in and how they uh interact with one another um the the, the two kids they uh the, the boy is friends with one of the musicians <laughs> which actually made me laugh quite a bit like this little concert they're performing like taking baths out in this river or or a little oh, pond whatever it was kinky stuff i knew josh, josh it was silly man but uh <laughs> and stuff like that i don't think is necessarily realistic to their community but just the showing up and like trading with one another and like offering them something to eat just like immediately and, and everything. I, I feel like that's probably relevant to their, uh, you know, their actual community and everything. In but Jamaica. In I'm Jamaica. Trying, I'm trying to imagine Josh coming out of like a, a drug infused uh, orgy like <laughs> music festival where he comes out and like, man, it got silly in there. <laughs> like, <laughs> those were some silly times we had with each other. <laughs> well, one dude movie. was like 
one dude was splashing the water like drums. Like that was his music instrument was splashing the water. I, I appreciated that. Uh, <laughs> somehow, Josh, you, you always, even if it's something totally innocent. Perverse. You, yeah, you, you do. You somehow, the, the imagery provided sounds perverted. <laughs> I never thought it was, but Jared, can you please clean this up a little bit? <laughs> This is just a nice kids movie. Good God. Yeah. Nothing about six or seven dudes taking a bath. I thought they were just kind of sitting in the water, like playing instruments. I didn't talk about having a bath with each other. I uh, didn't get that angle. This is not Eyes Wide Shut in Jamaica or Columbia. (laughs) I never never suggested that they were like sitting there sponge bagging one another. I think you did. No, I, I just... Uh, regardless, 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 we, we've gone down there. A... <laughs> um, that dude it, took it his dick out. Fun... It was so silly. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, three episodes we should not do in a row. Oh, all the right moves coming up, baby. Well, it's gonna be it's gonna be our best one. <laughs> uh, I had a I had a question. Um, I don't know if we can top. <laughs> the perceived sexual shenanigans of the, the bath time <laughs> with Josh in Jamaica. But uh, I I thought if you had to run something over here, do we have anything like, I mean, I was thinking like we have black cats in our culture. Is there anything that would be considered like bad luck that, uh, that people would actually like, could you make an American version of this and have it make some degree of sense? I say that with happy death day being on the same episodes. So I guess you could, but uh, Nasty Hellcat, what uh, animal totem do you think would work in an American remake of this movie? Uh, here in Kentucky, just run over a horse. <laughs> what? <laughs> Isn't there going to be like a, you possibly be in a damn hospital if your vehicle hits a horse on the road? Like, Yes. <laughs> I don't, your version of it is you get out bare chested and fist fight it. <laughs> Oh, that's how, that's where I was hoping this would lead. I would uh, get out and celebrate if I was to run over a horse. It, it would end with Jared mounting the horse's head on the hood of his car and driving my down. Car, my car be damned. I took out a horse. I thought you were going the other way, Josh, with the horse mounting, Jared. Yeah, I do too, if I'm quite honest. Like, oh, where are we going with this one? It's so silly. Look, we're just in a hurry to, uh, sorry to your listener, because I don't know when you'll hear the next episode, because I'm pretty slow with the editing, but uh, we're in a hurry to talk all the right moves with uh, Tom Cruise. So uh, let's get to it. Uh, one of these was a mainstream success, the other one's a forgotten film. Josh, do you think uh, Bad Lucky Goat deserves to have the success that Happy Death Day had, or uh, is everything right with the world? I think things are mostly right. I, I think uh, Bad Lucky Goat <clears throat> should be should be viewed by more people. I mean, it is a, an enjoyable movie. It's, uh, you know, we were discussing earlier about like it just kind of being a good, uh, pleasant watch. Like there's nothing deeper to it than that. And I think that's okay. You know, everything doesn't have to have multi layers to it. Sometimes it's just fun to watch something that just kind of, is just enjoyable just for the sake of, of being, and I was uh, going to say happy death day. Cause I'm like, well, I understand it's got a more catchy premise. That's, you know, groundhog day meets scream. You're a adamant defense where not everything needs to have layers. I'm like, you've changed my mind. Uh, bad lucky goat <laughs> should have been the success. Happy death day. 
I, well, I like both these movies. I, I enjoyed both, and I probably enjoyed them close to the same amount. Uh, neither one of them are going to be anything I'm quick to rewatch, but uh, I, I can't say that it's bad that uh, Happy Death Day is the more popular film. Uh, I, I think it's probably more accessible. If there's a sequel to Bad Luck You Go, would you check it out? Like you're going to check out Happy Death Day to you? I would certainly be. <laughs> I, I would certainly be intrigued as okay. to what they were going to pull right. out of a sequel. Yeah. That's fair. Okay. Dude, be the tiebreaker here. We'll let you decide. I uh, I'm going to go on the side of Bad Lucky Goat. I think <laughs> Happy Death Day is more easier to sell. I'll put it that way. So uh, you know you're going to have people that watch Bad, Bad Lucky Goat and wouldn't appreciate its simplicity and whimsy and what the hell did I just watch? But you know it's 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 just you don't like you guys said you don't have to have some sort of self-important over all you know some sort of crazy message just. Two kids get in a jam, and we watch them try to get out of it for the day. I mean, it's just it's light and it's fun. I like your, uh, I presume your horse punching voice you put on to uh, speak ill of our people <laughs> and where we come from. <laughs> Presumably, <laughs> what they would feel if they stumbled across uh, Bad Lucky Goat on Amazon Prime. Listen, Jared. Jared has been the ringmaster of his share of cockfights, and. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, here we go. Go ahead and build this story. Can't uh, even get out of the first sentence. I'm telling you, it, Josh, feel no pressure because in my mind, the episode ends and music starts playing as soon as you say that, and I snort because it doesn't even matter what you say. No. <laughs> I'm surprised that didn't get brought up earlier. There's no reason for us to do three episodes. <laughs> this is going to be an absolute shit show. <laughs> you say that, Jared, but this is the type of stuff that people like message me about. <laughs> saying that I'm really dug when y'all start talking about cockfights for half hour. <laughs> no! 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 What are you, what are you, what are you gonna do?